Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Audio Know How podcast. My name is Ethan Ramsey and to start off with I'm just going to talk a little bit about myself and explain what the podcast is really all about. I am currently studying a degree in ACM Guildford and it's a three-year production degree and I'm on my final year now and I just wanted to share with you guys some tips and tricks I've picked up along the way and this could be various things from production, mixing, mastering, recording, and also it can be tips about various different genres. doesn't have to be just contemporary music or just electronic. I will also try and get guests on occasionally, and they can also share the tips they've picked up as well. I'm going to try and get an episode up about once a week. And for this very first episode, I just want to do an overview on the rules that I have for mixing. These are my rules that I have. I'm not saying they are set in stone as what everyone has to do. It might not work for you, but it's just the rules that I approach with every mix and they seem to work for me. So I just thought I'd share them. So the first set of rules I'm going to talk about is for mixing your own track. So this is maybe a track you've produced yourself. It could be with someone else, but let's say it's a song you've produced completely on your own and you're going to start mixing it. So rule number one, what do you actually want to achieve with this mix? So you might have had a song that's inspired you to make this song you've just produced. And what is it about that track that you like? What's in the mix that really opens it up, that really makes you think, wow, this mix is fantastic. Think about that. Sit down and think about that. Maybe even write some notes on it or always go back to the reference track. Give it another listen and just really think, what, it, what is it you like? Is it, really, is it really open? Is it like really monocompatible and it really pumps through in a club? Is it the kick and bass relationship, which is fantastic? Just really sit down and think what this is. Rule number two is attached to this. So rule number two is reference tracks and referencing. So referencing tracks is very important. So I always try and have a song that I'm trying to reference my mix off. So this, I, I don't mean copying the song. I don't mean copying the mix. I'm saying at a reference point, an anchor point, you can always go back to when you're a bit lost in your mix and you're not sure where to go. You can always go back to your reference and think, okay, so the guitars in that section, they've widened up. How am I going to achieve that? Am I going to use a stereo widener? Am I going to use double tracking or, or anything like that, for example? And also... Your mixes need to be referenced through many different systems, as many as you can. And this doesn't mean you need a fantastic set of really expensive monitors. This can be anything. I Most of my referencing, I do through the most horrible set of speakers or headphones I can find because that really shows the true state of your mix. I love referencing my kick and bass relationship through laptop speakers or through really little headphones, just in-ear headphones, it's a great way of really seeing how that mix is coming through and how your consumers are going to hear it. Rule number three is mix as you go. So quite a lot of producers who mix their own tracks start mixing from the get-go. And in some situations, this can be good because you're starting to achieve the sound that you want, the final sound that you want straight away. But in other situations, it can be quite bad because you're not... You don't have a set idea, you don't have a finished idea yet and you can get lost in the mix because you don't know how to mix it because you don't know what it's going to sound like at the end. And in these situations, I'll have a, a track and I just really don't like the mix but I've finished the track and I've been mixing it as I go. So what I normally do 
is I will take the finished track, take all the plugins off, bounce it out to stems and start the mix again. And quite often I'll find that I actually prefer that mix because I know what I want the track to sound like by then. But it doesn't always work again. These rules aren't set in stone. Maybe you've mixed as you've gone and you love it. But I I would tend to avoid it if you can, unless you really know your sound and you're really homed in on the way you do certain things. Rule number four is ear fatigue. Ear fatigue is a real problem with mixing engineers. When you're constantly listening for hours and hours, and we've all done it when we've had our headphones on, and you're slowly turning them up and turning them up, and you're really not hearing those important frequencies because your ears are tired. The best way to help this is just have a rest. I would recommend that every 20 minutes or so, have a cup of tea, go get a drink, go have a, a walk outside, whatever you need to do, just to give your ears that 5-10 minute rest that they really need. An example of this is whenever I'm mixing drums in Tech House tracks, I quite often find that I keep turning the hi-hats down and I keep finding them so harsh and I'm trying to EQ out that harshness or just turn them down and I just keep finding them more and more harsh and I'll come back the next day I'll listen to the track and I can't even hear the hi-hats it's like where's the hi-hat gone and it's because you've got ear fatigue and you're really finding those frequencies harsh when they're not your ears are just getting tired so moving on rule number five overthinking We've all done it and I've had so many tracks where I'm just really overthinking everything and you need to realize you could have a hundred plugins on that kick drum and it still won't sound good because you're really trying to overdo it. Sometimes you just need to step back, have a rest, come back and sit down and think, what do I really want this kick drum to sound like? And again, maybe go back to your reference track and maybe think in a more simple way. Rule number six, why a second pair of ears is your best pair of ears. This is a rule that I really like because, again, it attaches with the overthinking thing. So whenever I have a track and I'm really not, I'm not happy with the mix and I'm really overthinking everything and I'm just trying to pile on all these plugins and nothing's working, I'll send it over to a friend and they'll think of the most simple way of fixing it. They'll be like, well, it's just your guitar's too loud or whatever it'll be. And... I'll follow their advice and it'll be amazing and it's really, really good. You always need to get a second pair of ears when mixing. I find it helps a lot. It's just a separate opinion that's not emotionally attached to the track and they're not overthinking it. They're just listening to it and giving their honest opinion. And this really helps when mixing. Rule number seven is you can't polish a turd. So you really can't polish a turd. You need to know when a mix isn't working and when you're going to have to walk away from it. So in terms of walk away from it, I don't mean give up. I mean, take a rest. Like I've had mixes in the past where I really just couldn't nail the mix. I couldn't do it. And I've just had to step away for sometimes up to a month. And then I would come back and I would mix it in a day and it would be the best mix I've ever done. And this also is with mastering as well. I quite often find I'll have to just walk away from a track because again, you're listening to this track and you're obsessing with it and you're overthinking, especially when it's your own track as well. And you're really emotionally involved with it and you just have to know, right, okay, I know I can't nail this mix right now. I need to walk away from it for a while. Rule number eight, everything has its own space. 
So everything in the mix needs needs to have its own space in the frequency spectrum and in the stereo field. And this needs to clearly come through in the mix. This is one of your most important things as a mixing engineer. But quite often I find myself, I try to make everything fit in smoothly together. And then you forget that you need to have a lead element that stands out. So the human brain can't concentrate on more than three or four sounds at one time. And when you're listening to a track, if everything's perfectly in balance, nothing will stick out. This is why you need to have a lead element that sticks out. Now this could be your vocal or your lead synth or your lead guitar or whatever it is in the track. But you need to always have that one sound that just pokes out a little bit more than everything else. Rule number nine, tracks in solo can be your worst enemy. So it's all great when you're EQing that whatever it is, that bass in solo and you're thinking, oh yeah, it sounds really good. But then you take solo off and it really doesn't fit in the mix because you've EQed it so it sounds better in solo, which is not going to make it sound better in the mix. It's fine to quickly listen to something in solo and make a few adjustments, but always go back, take solo off and listen and think, does this really work in context? An example of this was um, I had a, it was a synthwave track I was making and I had a sub and then I had a bass on top of the sub and they really went sitting well, but it was because every time I went to EQ the bass, it was in solo. And what I didn't realize was it was really conflicting with the sub and I needed to do um, quite a harsh uh, high pass on it. And after doing that and realizing and mixing it together and EQing it all, it really opened up the mix and it actually had space to breathe. And rule number 10, is always check for mono compatibility. This is really important when mixing. I always recommend on your master output, have um, maybe a utility plugin or something that's gonna put it in mono. And every time you do something, especially in the stereo field, or you use a chorus or a stereo widener or anything like that, just click, click it on in mono and always reference. And always just before you finish, when you're like, right, I'm really happy with this mix, I'm gonna bounce it check it in mono, listen to the whole thing. Does it still sound good? And this is very, very important. So the next set of rules I'm going to talk about is when mixing for someone else. So this is when maybe you're mixing for someone and you've been hired out to mix for them or they've sent you a mix and you've not had any involvement in the production. You're just solely a mixing engineer. So rule number one is what do they want to achieve, not you? And you need to realize this. This is a song that the artist has made and you need to mix that in the way they want it mixed. So you can't get too emotionally involved in this situation and you have to know, you have to know that and realize, right, okay, this is the sound they want. I need to make that happen. Rule number two is you can't fix every mistake by editing. So... In the recording, quite often a band will make a mistake and sometimes a recording engineer might say like, oh, I'm sure they'll be able to fix that in editing. And then you get there and you try your very best and it's just not quite good enough. And sometimes you need to realize, right guys, I'm sorry, but I actually can't fix this. Like we need to go back. And this attaches into rule number three is understand you have to, sometimes you have to go back and re-record things, which is very true. I've had tracks where you get, you get home and you listen to it and you realize you've made a mistake in the recording. It could be the band or something's gone wrong or there's a hiss somewhere or a click. And sometimes you really can't fix it. And you have to say to the band, you really need to go back and record it. 
and get that mix nailed because you can't fix everything. And if it's not perfect in the recording stage, it's not going to be perfect in the mixing stage. So rule number four is be in the mindset of mixing and only mixing. This is this means you can't get too emotionally involved. You can't you can't be getting into the songwriting side of things because again, you are a mixing engineer. You are there to mix the track. That is your job. And you need to go off the image that the artist has or the band has. Number five is mix with the artist when you can. I really enjoy mixing with the artist sat beside me and it, it really helps. And it quite often you'll find that your mixes come out a lot better because you're not overthinking it. Because the band is sat next to you and they know what they want and you understand what they want and you make it happen. And it actually turns out really good in some cases. So I would always mix with the artist sat by my side if I can. Number six is we've had this rule before second pair of ears and it's again this is really important so this second pair of ears isn't the artist's ears or your ears this will be someone else externally that isn't emotionally involved or has no no idea of the song at all and it's really good to just send it over to a friend and ask them what do you think of this mix so far it could be a rough mix that you've just done and it's just always good to reference and get a friend to give it a listen. Your second pair of ears is really important. Rule number seven is don't show off. You are there to mix their track and make it sound amazing, but you're not there to show them all the amazing plugins you have and how great it sounds when you're using these really difficult techniques that you've just learned. It's You're not there to show off, you're there to make the mix good. Rule number eight, less is more. And again, this is, going on attaching to rule number seven it's you're not there to put a million plugins on the kick drum and show them how cool you are you are there to make it sound good and you'll quite often find if the recording is done well and it's a good band the mix should be simple everything should just slowly fit in together and mold in you shouldn't have to be doing these amazing crazy techniques it should be simple and you shouldn't have to overthink it all Rule number nine is don't get too emotionally attached. Again, this is going on about it's really important to know the artist's image and to carry on with that and just mix the track. Don't get too emotionally involved with it. Just mix it as a as an external person, not as part of the band. And rule number 10 is don't get offended. So you might have done, let's say the artist wasn't there when you were mixing it and you've done a rough mix and you've spent, you spent ages on this bass sound and you're really impressed with it and you really like it and you send it over to the artist and they reply like, oh, we really like the mix, but we're not quite sure on the bass sound. Can we change that? Now you don't need to get offended by this because they're just saying that because it's not part of their image. It's not the vision they have in their track. You don't need to get offended just because you spent all this effort on it. You just need to speak to the artist and find out what they want in the bass sound and make that happen. And that might just be a few little tweaks. They might really like it, but it just doesn't suit their song. And you need to really think about this. It's not that you've done it badly. It's that it's not quite what they wanted. So that is it for this week. That was the mixing overview. I hope you've enjoyed it. And next week, we're going to talk about the consumer's opinion. So I'm going to have a guest on and we're going to talk about what music consumers are really listening to 
and we'll find out how little mixing engineers need to overthink everything because half the time the consumers aren't noticing and it'll be quite quite fun to find out what the consumers are really listening to in these mixes so don't forget you can find me on facebook and instagram and ask me any questions you have about this week's episode and also if you have any suggestions of future episodes and let me know what you think about this very first episode of audio know-how so links are in the description for my social media and i hope you've enjoyed it thank you